Hello, Saubona, how's it, Molo, Jumbo, and welcome to the Everyday Nation Podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. Good morning, church. I hope that everyone is well and that you had a great week and that you are ready for the wait today. Amen. We continue with our series called Faithful and Fruitful. Um, and today, the title of my message is Fruitful in Discipleship. And we're going to be reading Acts chapter 9, um, and we're going to read uh, verse number 10 to 22. But before we, we go there, I just want us to pray, and then we're going to get to it. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we commit this time to you. We believe your plans are good. And that everything good starts with your word. Your word brings life, healing, and direction. We treasure your word more than our daily bread. We boldly confess our minds are alert, our hearts are receptive. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Amen. Are you in Acts chapter 9? Acts chapter 9 and reading from um, verse 10 to 22. And it reads, Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here am I, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas, look for a man of Titus named Saul, for behold, he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call upon your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me to come, has sent me to has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from his eyes, and he, and he regained his sight. Then he arose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who call upon this name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound um, before, before the, the chief priest? But Saul increased, uh, increased all the more in strength, and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is Christ. Let me give you a little bit of a background of the story of what is happening here. In this story, we have a man, a very notorious man. 
and his name is called Saul. And what we get here is that Saul was a man who caused havoc in Jerusalem. He was dragging the people of God, he was dragging the disciples out of the church. He was beating them up. And then um, he heard that there are other Christians in Damascus. So he decided that he's going to go to Damascus and do the same thing there. But along the road, he gets struck by the, line, by the lightning. Something happened, you know, he gets struck by the, high, the lightning and he falls down. And then he sees a vision and Jesus speaks to him. And verse 10 says that, Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. I love that part so much. My prayer is that there will be a disciple in Graveville, in Morningside, in Musgrave. I pray that there will be a disciple in Glenwood, City Centre, Westville, Deppen North, Emlazi, in Pinetown, Emmanzimtoti, Newlands. My prayer is that there will be a disciple in Guazulu Natal, in South Africa, in Africa, in Asia, in North and South America, in Antarctica, um, in Europe, and in Australia. Just imagine a disciple in every street, in every house, in every business, in every um, non-profit organization, and in every government. Wouldn't you agree with me that that will be a beautiful place to live in? A place where there are disciples all over the place. That's what God wants. God wants disciples. He's looking for disciples. Amen. Now, let's look at a disciple. What is a disciple? What are we talking about when we're speaking uh, disciple? I read the Cambridge Dictionary, and it says, A disciple is a person who believes in the ideas and the principles of someone famous and tries to live the way that person does or did. You know, um, I've seen so many people on Instagram, you know, um, who try to live according to the standard of the celebrities. In other words, they have become the disciples of the celebrities instead of the disciples of Jesus Christ. You know, in Christianity, the word disciple refers to a dedicated follower of Jesus Christ. This term is found in the New Testament and in the Gospels and in Acts. This word, disciple or disciples, it appears more than 26 times in the Bible. For me, that was shocking when I saw that. Oh, so many times the Bible talks about disciples or a disciple. Even though we don't find this term in other books or in the Old Testament, but we see the concept of discipleship even in the Old Testament. We see the discipleship uh, between Moses and Joshua, Elijah and Elisha. So the concept of discipleship is taught in the Bible, it is taught throughout the whole Bible. You know, in the ancient world, a disciple is a follower or an adherent of a teacher. It's not the same as um, a student in our modern day sense. Disciples in an ancient world did not just attend classes or attend um, a, a service or memorized scriptures. In fact, Jesus was against the Pharisees who wrote scriptures in their foreheads, in their arms. 
um, uh, trying to prove, uh, trying to show off to other people. And Jesus rebuked them. Jesus does not want us just to only the scriptures, but he wants us to live the scriptures. Amen. 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 Um, a disciple in an ancient world um, imitated both the life and the teaching of the master. That's what disciples did. Um, in fact, you could not separate a disciple and a Christian before. Disciples were Christians. Christians were disciples. Not what we see in our days. We see in our days now Christians who are not disciples. And I don't know how come. Because <laughs> when we read the Bible, we see that the disciples were Christians. In fact, when you read in Acts chapter 11, that's the only time when the Bible mentions Christians. And it says that the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. The disciples. Right? Yeah. So, um, the disciples were given a mission. You know, we know the Great Commission um, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, they were charged with proclaiming the gospel to the ends of the world. I want to ask you in this morning, are you a disciple? Do you know what you have been called to do? Are you living what God wants you to, 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 to do? Amen. Let me tell you something. Salvation is free, right? It is free in a sense that we don't work for it. There is no amount of work that we can do in order to obtain salvation. We receive salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. But let me tell you, even though salvation is free to us, it is not free to God. It costed God His Son. Jesus Christ had to die for me and you so that we can get salvation. But here's an interesting part. You know, being a disciple of Jesus Christ will cost your life. It will cost you to, to, um, to be uncomfortable. It requires you, you know, to, to live out the gospel. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ does not mean that, yeah, because I receive salvation, that's it. I'm just going to sit down and do nothing. No, you have to do something. God has sent his only begotten son so that you as well can, can, can share the gospel with other people. Amen. This is what Jesus said about being a disciple. In Mark chapter 8, verse 34, it says, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Such a hard scripture, right? (laughs) Every day you must deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow Jesus. If you want to be his disciple, being, um, de- uh, denying yourself means no to yourself and yes to God. Yes to God. Luke chapter 14 verse 26. If anyone wants to come to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Sure, this verse does not suggest that God 
is saying that we must hate our parents, our spouse, our children, or ourselves. In fact, if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you'll do the opposite. You'll love all those people. And you'll go as far as loving your enemies. Right. That's what Jesus wants. But in this verse, Jesus is is saying, if you want to be a disciple of him, then he must be your number one in in your priority list. Right? Not your parents, not your children, not your work, not your leaders, not anyone else. But Jesus has to be your number one. Amen. In John 8, verse 31 and 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The condition, if you abide, in other words, if you live according to the word of God, then you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. The word discipleship um, means a journey or a process of making disciples. So in other words, a disciple is a person who follows Jesus Christ. But discipleship is a process of helping other people to do the same, you know, to follow Jesus Christ. Right? Now that we understand what, what, what is a disciple and discipleship, let's come back to our scripture for today. Uh, Acts chapter 9, verse 10 and 22. And I want to give you three principles of how to be fruitful in making disciples. I hope you are taking notes uh, as I... Yeah. <laughs> Disciples, they took notes. <laughs> so that you, you don't forget what um, we spoke about. Alright, principle number one. Reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Magabongo spoke about this last week. Let's keep on sharing the gospel. Let's not be discouraged. Keep on sharing. You know... Many people have spoken bad things about Christianity. And we can be tempted to say, you know what, uh, I'm just going to keep quiet. Um, I'm just going to be around and try and live a righteous life. Uh, I'm not going to share anything. Hopefully, people will notice and then they will ask questions. And only then will I share the gospel with them. Church, I want to bring this to you. That's a lie from the enemy. God does not want us to do that. God wants us, he requires us to share the gospel with other people. Yes, I do agree that um, action speaks louder than words. But sometimes people want to hear something from your word. They want to hear you saying that Jesus is Lord. They want to hear what, what, what do you say about Jesus Christ. They require that. In Romans 10 verse uh, 14, it say, the Bible says, How shall they hear unless someone tells them. It's not enough just to live your Christian life in a, in a corner and hoping that people will ask you and then only then will you share the gospel. No, actively share the gospel daily with other people. And don't be discouraged you know, when you share the gospel and you don't see the result. It's like you're sharing the gospel but no one is getting saved. Don't be discouraged. Remember, you are not God. It's only God who can save people. 
our job as Christians is to share the gospel and keep on sharing. You know, God will decide when he will save people. Amen. You know, before I, I became a Christian, I used to have questions. And many people came to me to, to share the gospel. But I was just not getting it. Many people tr- came and uh, tried sharing the gospel. And I had so many questions. And some uh, Christians would run away be- because of my questions. But just this one day when I decided to go to church, on that day, God opened my eyes. And all of a sudden, I understood what other people have been trying to tell me all this time long. So what I want to say to you is that do not be discouraged. Keep on sharing the gospel. You do not know when will God open their eyes and people will begin to see who God is. Same thing with Paul here. In Jerusalem, there were disciples. I'm sure they did try to explain to him the gospel, but he was not getting it. In fact, he beat them up. (laughs) Did not understand. What's this? What are you guys saying here? But people kept on sharing the gospel to him. Kept on sharing the gospel. Even Ananias, when God spoke to him, even though he had doubts, he was scared to go to him. But eventually... He obeyed. He went, to God. he went to Saul and shared the gospel, prayed for him and baptized him. Just imagine with me if Ananias did not share, if he, he, he did not go and share the gospel with um, Saul. We wouldn't have 48% of the Bible, of the New Testament, right? The, the New Testament is made up of 27 books and 13 of those books are written by Paul. So, um, never give up, you know, on, on, on sharing the gospel. You don't know when God will open other people's eyes. Amen. Principle, principle number two, when you have shared the gospel, make sure that you gather those people around into a connect group. Gather them around into a connect group and we see here that that's what Ananias did. When we read verse 19 to 20, it says, Taking food, he was strengthened, talking about Saul. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. I like what Ananias did. He shared the gospel, baptized Paul, and then he took him to his connect group, we, we see here that he had a connect group. There were other disciples there who discipled Saul. Even Jesus had a connect group. <laughs> he discipled people in a small group. I, always, I, I used to ask myself why, but now I understand that discipleship happens best in a small group. This is a safe environment where people can ask questions. Unlike in a Sunday service, people can't ask questions. This is a safe environment where people you know, can open up their life and ask for prayer and be together and encourage each other, pray for one another. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful for people who have done that to my life. You know, people who have discipled me um, through a connect group and I had questions. My questions were answered in a connect group. Yeah, so invite people into your connect group or help them to join a connect group that is next to you. 
Um, principle number three, you have shared the gospel, you have invited them um, in a connect group. Please do me a favor. <laughs> Hear me very well. Do me a favor. <laughs> Don't spend too much time talking about politics, soccer, movies, and whatsoever. Teach them the word. Teach them the word of God. That's what people want. They want the word of God. That's what will transform their lives. Not politics and everything like that. I'm, I'm not saying politics is bad and whatnot, but teach people the word of God. You can also do one-to-one with them. Do this book with them. It's a very small book uh, that has strong foundations that will help people to understand you know, the, the basics of Christianity. Wouldn't you agree with me that it is unfair for parents to get babies and then uh, after that leave them like that? They need, the babies, they need people who will be there for them, to help them, to feed them, to change their diapers. They need people, you know, to help them overcome their fears, to help them to be confident in their lives. Same thing with faith. People need you. They depend on you. You are a disciple. Share the gospel with those people. Keep on teaching them the word of God. Amen. Amen. Um, I would love to call Pastor Wayne to come up and um, end this sermon. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Pomlani, for that powerful word on building a culture of being fruitful in making disciples. That was so good. Pastor Pumlani leads our campus ministry at DUT, a great disciple and a great disciple maker as well. Thank you for that awesome word, bro. You know, church, this is what we're doing in this series. We're talking about coming into our V formation. We've continually continually and repeatedly said the, that we are trying to build a culture in this church where, uh, like geese, all fly in a V formation so that they can go further. Uh, we're all coming into formation. Every nation, church, Durban, we're coming into a formation and we're building a vision uh, formation, a V formation like those geese where all of us are faithful to connect, grow and serve and we're fruitful in reaching, discipling, and making an impact. And so Max spoke last week about reaching people with the gospel. Today, Pomlani has shared about being fruitful in making disciples, that we don't only just share the gospel and leave baby Christians, but that we actually then gather them into connect groups, and then we then teach them the Word of God, making sure they grow up and become powerful for Jesus. So... I mean, this is the story that Pumlani has shared today. And, and what an amazing passage of scripture where we see there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And, and, and God committed Saul, the future apostle Paul, into the hands of Ananias. And Ananias could, was able to hear God, go and obey God, share the gospel, pray with Saul, gather Saul, put him in his connect group, uh, pray for him, empower him, give him platform in the synagogue. You know, uh, God committed the guy who would write like three quarters of the New Testament into the hands of someone who could disciple him. 
And that's really just a picture, you know, of what God does is people have encounters with God, but then God looks for disciples who will then raise them and nurture them and grow them and impart to them and teach them the word. Guys, you don't know who's in your connect group. You don't know what apostles and church planters and presidents and CEOs are in your group that you are teaching the principles of God's word that they will then go and take those principles and change the world with. Okay, that's the exciting thing about making disciples. And making disciples is the mission, guys. That's, we weren't, we're not just called to make converts. We're called to make disciples. And, and we want to be a church. We want to be a church where we're, we're, we're disciples who make disciples. Pumlani said there is a crisis in Christianity today where we have so many people who are called Christian, but they're not actually disciples. And, and a good way to test whether you are a disciple is, are you making disciples? Is there anybody that you're discipling? Is there anybody that you're teaching the Word of God to? You know, that we need to like, we need to like take stock here, guys, and realize that, you know, beyond our careers and our families and all these important things, that there is a kingdom of God that we pray, that kingdom come. And the way it comes, you know, is, is through prayer, but it comes also through making disciples. We've got to be on mission with God, church. And, and I want to encourage you. Listen, we don't want to build a, a, a church where there's just like a few champions. You know, oh, that person, Bonolo, and Pumlani, and this boy, and, you know, we've got uh, Noko over there, Mokhali there, and we've got all these, like, you know, super disciples, you know, who are, who are so good at connect groups and all of that, and then the rest of us are, like, just kind of chilling, you know. We, we want to be a powerful church, and a powerful church is where we are all disciples who make disciples. That's what we're going after. This is our V formation, reach, disciple, impact. And I want to pray for you. I just want to pray that, you know, if you're, if you're not on mission, if you're not sharing the gospel, and if you're not making disciples, I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray that God would empower you, help you, fill you with courage, that you could step out and, and obey Him like, like Ananias. And fulfill the mission of God. The most important mission uh, in the whole world is, is this mission of God. So Father, I just pray for all of us who are listening today. Lord, I, I'm, I'm aware that there are many of us who are, who are inactive in the body. And many of us who are not on mission with you. And I pray that today would be the turning point for us as a church. Where an activation moment, Lord. A, a turning point for us. Where, where if you are not on... Where, where, if there are people who are not on mission right now. That Lord, you would just empower them, that you would fill them with courage, that you would fill them with vision, that even right now you would you would show them the people in their world that that need to be reached. The people around them every day at work or in their neighborhood or Lord, I pray you would look at us and we would be like Ananias to you in the city of Durban. That we would be able to hear you say Go next door or go down to the street or go share the gospel or teach the, the word to this person. That we would be a church that's on mission with you, Lord. And for all of us who are not on mission, I pray that this would be the turning point. This week would be the change week, Father God. The activation week where, where we get on mission with you and we join in the greatest mission, which is to make disciples of all nations. Your great commission. I pray this for all of us who are watching, Lord. Turn us into that church, Lord. That powerful church of disciples who make disciples. Amen. Can you say amen to that? I hope you say amen to that. Um, there's a salvation message that we want to share. We don't want to close the service without 
sharing the gospel. If you're watching this uh, and you've never given your life to Jesus, we want you to hear this message now and pray the prayer afterwards and then click on the links in the chat so that we can get in touch with you and disciple you and help you follow Jesus. Amen. Be blessed. Thank you for joining Church Online today. We hope that you were inspired and challenged by today's message. We would like to encourage you to join one of our connect groups where you can make friends and discuss the word further. You can message us on 072-606-6747 to join a connect group or to send us any prayer needs you might have. To give your tithes and offering, please visit our website www.endurban.org to get our bank details and zapper code. Have a safe and blessed week.